1: BFM 89.9. Hey, it's Friday. It's the 26th of August and it has just gone past 6am. And of course, we are delirious here because it's the end of the week. But we are also happy to keep you company until 9.30am. And the we is Philip C and I'm Wong Ning, and we are the Morning Run crew.
0: Very good morning. Yes, very happy it's Friday. It's been a very eventful week, has it not been?
1: Uh, it has. I mean, Tuesday was like, whoa, did I Did I miss? Did I <laughs> Am I? Is this
0: real? Parallel universe? Is it yeah, happening?
1: Is this real? Is this a milestone for Malaysia? Pretty much. Uh, actually, I think some people they're mixed feelings out there, right? Yes. Uh, I was a bit. I would say a little bit to me sad because sixty-five years later, because Independence Day is on Wednesday, this happens to a country, our country.
0: Well, I mean, it's I think justice served for for many who view it that way. Yes, it is justice um, served. It is but what, how know, did we get there? Yes. Why did we get there? Well, well, I think everybody makes, I mean, the arc of justice bends, but it always bends towards the right form, I feel. So I think this is a step in the right direction. Yes, unfortunately, we had to do that. But, you know, he was the first convicted prime minister in Southeast Asia.
1: Is it the first in Southeast Asia? Yes. Okay, interesting.
0: First in Southeast Asia.
1: Well, we are still, of course, we'll be still following the stories on uh, the station throughout the day because his other trials continue, the 1MDB trial continue. Uh, But as usual, we have a packed show. At 7.15, we are going to look at climate change. I think definitely the agenda is front and centre of most government policy. Great, but what about for businesses? Are they ready and do we need to change? Sometimes their mindset that... There are that there are benefits rather than costs, and we're going to be speaking to Datin Sri Sunita Rajakuma. She's chairperson of Climate Governance Malaysia about getting businesses to make that change.
0: And Malaysia isn't alone in upheaval in political leadership because at seven thirty, Thailand's Constitutional Court has suspended Prime Minister Prayuth Chan Ocha from official duty while it considers a legal challenge to his eight-year term limit. Now, Dr. Michael Montesano, coordinator of the Thailand Studies Program at the ISIS Yusuf In. Institute tells us on the implications of this and could this country call for early elections?
1: Oh, just like maybe us. Well, who knows? We don't know.
0: We don't know, right? Don't Although know. this weekend apparently is going to be a very packed weekend for the political parties.
1: Uh, yeah, I think two parties are having meetings. Four. Four! Four political
0: party groups are having meetings. I can't
1: keep up. But what, nonetheless, on Monday, we'll be reporting on them all. <laughs> and at 7.45, the failed appeal by Dato Sri Najib Razak puts the spotlight on the pardon system. So we're going to speak to Edmund Bond, who of course is a lawyer at Emma Bourne Advocates, about whether this little-known system should be reformed. All that and more. Keep it here. BFM 89.9. And that was Dance, Dance, Dance by the Lives. Maybe some of you are planning to do that exactly this evening.
0: Well, yes. But just don't break any chests in the process. Okay.
1: <laughs> 6.08, Friday, the 26th of August. And that was the voice of Philip C. And I'm Wong Ning. Now, I... Chose this article. Why
0: did you choose this Actually, article? Actually,
1: no, 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 no. Salah, salah, salah. Chosen by our intern Bernard.
0: Why did he choose this article?
1: Maybe I don't know. Maybe he thought he looked at me and thought, oh my, this, this is like you know, this
0: is, uh, describes my manifested. boss. Yeah,
1: uh, but I chose it because he normally sends a list of yeah. uh, articles for us to pick, and it's from very atas Harvard Business Review. By the way, this is our last nice artic-
0: accent. I have to say,
1: yeah, last article for the f- free, last article for the month.
0: But wrong British, wrong country accent.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry. He's American, yeah. I only know how to do British (laughs) because that's where I studied. Salah, salah, salah. Anyway, it's entitled Three Types of Burnout and How to Overcome Them. I didn't even know that there were three. I just thought there was one which was burnout.
0: Well, I thought this was an excellent article simply because it's marked out the three types of burnouts that people experience. Let's go through them, yeah. Yeah, okay. The first one being overload burnout, which I think everybody understands, right? Which is overworking yourself. No, there are
1: some. There are some lazy. few doo-doo, yes. Feel burnout, no, but
0: it's their perspective, right? They feel oh, that yes, they're overloaded. You're right. it's Everything their is relative, lens. isn't it? Yes, yes. That's you're right. right.
1: You're right. You're right. It's just yeah? the hardworking ones are like. Can I have your life, please? But never mind, never mind. So
0: that's one, right? Overloaded burnout. I think everybody understands that one. Mm-hmm. The second one, which is very interesting, is the under-challenged burnout. That requires a lot of reflection and retros- itself retros- retros- retrospection to decide that you really have an under-challenged burnout, which I think explains for itself, right? Mm. That you are actually the opposite of the overload subtype. But the third one, which I thought was very interesting, was the neglect burnout, uh-huh. where essentially you are feeling helpless in the face of challenges, that that you're not given enough structure, direction, or guidance in so the workplace. It's
1: a worn-out subtype. That's how it's a
0: worn-out subtype. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it is. And because you're not given the support structure,
1: and over time, this apparently can make you incompetent, frustrated, and uncertain. Okay, you know when I read this, I realized that we probably all have experienced one form or another, or maybe all three at yes, different times in our lives. For sure um and it's true when you when you reflect back right in different different careers different moments in your life i think the sense of burnout because we live in this fast paced world right is going to be there it's palpable you feel it but what is the source of it you know then i think this article kind of causes you to stop and think about it for That's a while right. and maybe you can even be feeling two or three at the same time, not at the same time, but you know, like one day you feel this, and then another day you feel another type of burnout.
0: So, particularly the first and third, overload and neglect, I think mm. can be interlinked, Com- combined ca- together. Yes, can happen can together. Happen together. And I think during the pandemic, many felt that, especially the neglect, burnt out, because for many people, I think many get their steer guidance from the workplace when they were physically. Mm. And when you start doing work from home, you just aren't sure how to communicate or engage people. So, because of that, you may have felt that you were neglected in the process. And I, to be honest, felt that. Did you? you know, I did, I did. You know, okay. in my previous workplace in during the pandemic, I did feel neglected like, hey, I didn't get a sense of support. Karam, Maybe because you know
1: what? Your boss had no clue either. Nobody had any clue. Nobody
0: had a clue. So everybody, I think, felt that. Yeah, like they because didn't we didn't get never, the support infrastructure we, in place.
1: I mean, none of us ever lived in an environment where we had to wear masks. You could die if you went out and bought groceries. Yep. It was a very, very scary world. Everyone was told to stay at home. You know, it was like something out of a movie, isn't it? Correct. Streets were a deserted you would feel extremely scared and then if you had to work, you would expect some direction but the bosses also had no work. Unsupported, yes. Yeah. And
0: so then if you are a boss as well, you also don't know what support to yeah. give. Yeah. So the neglect burnout, I think, is something that probably we all have, just didn't recognise it. Coupled with the overload because you know you had to repivot your organisation so fast, the workload must have been so high. So I think that overload plus neglect, I think, is really... The reason why I think many people feel they are going through depression, anxiety, stress, mm-hmm. you know. The in mental health. The period. Yeah.
1: But I think the, the point about all this is to accept that you can have a sense of burnout. It is nothing wrong with it, okay? Mm. We all feel it at different times of our lives. And then to know what are the symptoms of it. So do read this article because it points out different symptoms for different types of burnout. And the most important is what it is the prescription to actually help you? What? How do you address the different types? So for example, like... Overload, and I think this resonates with me, right? Um, you know, how do I overcome this? It's twofold. Apparently, I need to develop stronger emotional regulation skills. And I need to reframe my negative self-talk. Mm, yeah, you know?
0: and I think putting pen, putting it all into paper helps. And yes. understanding when you look at that list, right? What can you outsource? What can you delegate? What can you delay? Yeah, and then you just say, okay, really, really, just be hard. Let's be very clear. Right? What do I outsource? Pass it to someone else. How can I delegate it, or how can I just yes. delay it and say, look, I can't deal with it.
1: And also, right, this one I think is so true. We need to separate sometimes our self worth from work. Mm. we are not our work 110%. I would I, I, I some people say we're not our work but I disagree because for me work is very part very much of my identity but it shouldn't be 110% and I must also know when it is not. Yeah. Right to separate that. So the other under challenge uh, burnout is when you feel demoralized, right? You need to make strides to make something fun and meaningful again, right? So that that yet you find purpose in what you do. And finally, the neglect workout. Um, you need to regain a sense of agency over your role. So try creating a two don't list. Okay, so some things except that you can't change, and then let it go gently into the night. So let us know what you think. What's happening? Zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Do you suffer from burnout? What type do you have? What are your remedies for that? Or you can let us know on Twitter. Our handle is at BFM Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Keep it here. BFM 89.9. BFM eighty nine point nine six twenty 620 Friday, the 26th of August. And that very hipster song was Rip It Up by Orange Juice. It's the first time I've ever heard of this band. I wonder, did they think of it in the morning? And they were like, hey, let's call ourselves <laughs> well, they were
0: drinking orange juice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but anyway at this time of the morning we are looking at all the interesting articles that caught our eye did you choose this philipsy i
0: did i chose this as a result of the early article we talked about about burnout okay and i felt this was a nice follow-up conversation about how sometimes we just like to mend things and fix things okay. you know because in life we're all broken to a certain extent oh i feel so
1: deep this morning <laughs> so
0: deep <laughs> we want to rip it up like that song we yeah, just now saw
1: know. i don't. now i feel like oh it's like a it's a chillax moody friday morning
0: i think so because think about the past week it's been i'm sure very tough for many people it's they've been they've gone through so many challenges many i think feel at the end of the day just want to have a very good drink or they feel you know, just exhausted and tired, and they just need time to repair themselves, and that's mm. what the weekend is all about, right? Yeah. And this is, I think, the point. Even if you look at Japan, they have this uh, very interesting art called kintsugi, mm. right? Visibly mending broken pottery using powdered gold
1: and making it more beautiful than it and was it in it the more first beautiful place.
0: It was in the first place, mm. so it's a broken. Uh, item a cutlery or such and they just meld it back with gold and i think that's what we all should try and do right take all the experiences that have broken us in the past think about how it can help us become better versions of ourselves but don't force it right don't try and go back to where it was status quo before
1: oh so deep philipsy and you're wondering what are these two people talking about on a friday morning it's actually from a bbc article uh it's entitled the joy of mending things right And I think you've given the philosophical part of this article, Uh, and I I had a quick look at it, and I think to myself, yeah, it is true. Sometimes things, you you know, some things you don't want to throw away either. There is use to it. Yes. But you you have to make that decision. You have to make that decision. Yeah. Okay. Some things cannot be repaired. Just chuck it out. It's never. you, You should just let it leave your life. And then some things that are broken, there are tears, there are stains perhaps not in the best condition. But when you look at it, you think, this is salvageable because it, it it is because it has meaning and purpose for me Yeah. Well, let's and be,
0: brings joy. Well, let's be clear. Right, Some things shouldn't be salvaged. No, for example, be... your underwear. If you've <laughs> got more than five holes, time to get rid of it.
1: Yeah, or some yeah. bad relationship. Some let bad it go, relationships. Relationship. If, it's,
0: if it's broken you many multiple times, time to just move on with it. Yes, right? yes I think enough
1: some... of giving them excuses. Yes, right? So let right. them go gently into the night. <laughs> then there are some things where like maybe this bowl that you've used all your life and unfortunately it's got a bit of a chip and actually you know from a from a scientific perspective you're not supposed to use bowls which have chips because there can be bacteria that contains that is contained in that chip because it's no longer protected by enamel right yeah but i try not to throw it away if it's got sentimental value what Mm. i do is i don't use it to eat anymore
0: Yes, yes, yes. I
1: use it to store something. For display or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then, I, you know, I look at it and it brings me memories. Mm-hmm. So that's when I when I say, okay, let's repurpose things. Or like sweaters, which have big holes, then I think it's time to maybe put something over that hole, you know. Like it's like a little, like a design or something. Why do we need to throw it out?
0: Well, I, I, I want to admit to you something. I, I had 16 years old when I had a brown sweater and I still have it.
1: Can you wait? Okay, <laughs> firstly, can you still fit into it?
0: Yes, I can. Okay. I mean, as you know, no, I've kind of grained in weight, then lost weight, and such. So right. You're so you're back to your So I'm actually old. even smaller than where I was when I was 16 okay, years okay. old. Okay. But is it
1: fashionable? But it's
0: not fashionable for sure because there are a lot of black stitches everywhere, right? To make or do all these men. So there's a certain stretch to how long you can keep all these things that perhaps bring you great joy and nostalgia because it reminded me so much of all the wonderful times I had in boarding school and such. Right. Yeah. Maybe and you shouldn't let it go. Kingdom. You shouldn't let it go. But it really looks so ugly now because they are like more than 10, 20 holes in my sweater, but it reminds me of all the wonderful things in my life.
1: And the other thing that I think why we should actually consider uh, repairing things—the act of it—is therapeutic. Yes, right. That's one thing. The second thing is, hey, we're supposed to be greener, right? We shouldn't be throwing stuff out so much. And why are of we, fast fashion. Yeah, why are we filling stuff uh, landfills with rubbish? Actually, literally rubbish mm. that we didn't, we shouldn't have bought in the first place, or we needed, we didn't need in the first place. And repairing can be more than clothes; it can be pottery. It can even be a picture. It can be an electrical item. Yes. Anything salvageable, right, which has some value to you. So I think that's something we should consider even more. And it's where I'm
0: totally regretting neglecting Kamai hidok when I was in school. You know, they basically give you all these living skills. I totally was like checked did you, out. Did you when ignore
1: I was... the class completely? Philipsy? Well, they tried
0: to make me boil an egg, right, when I was form one and I really like screwed that up big time. Can you imagine? I can't even boil an egg. Okay, I can now. But the point is that there were so many life skills they try to teach you in school, but we just deprioritize that. So now, if you ask me, like to do a stitch, I have to actually go to my mom to go and fix it for me. I know. Don't roll your eyes.
1: I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Somebody please teach Philip how to some life skills, including boiling an egg. Uh, but up um, next, we've got the six thirty a.m. news bulletin, and to take us out is found out. About you by Jin Blossoms. Keep it here. BFM 89.9. 9640 Friday, the twenty sixth of August, and we are the morning run. Philip C wearing his quite nice, like batik looking shirt, looking very park. Philip,
0: you like my orange and black because I heard orange is the new black.
1: (laughs) Okay, whatever. Um, Don't turn to Philip for fashion advice. I'm Wong Xiaoning. I can give you fashion (laughs) advice. Why? It's just one of those things, Uh, but. At this time of the morning, we are looking through the international headlines that have caught our eye. And, you know, I'm going to do something that's not typical of me. And I'm going to tell you some sports news. Because uh, Novak Djokovic is not going to play the US Open due to his COVID-19 vaccine status or the lack of one. Remember? He had this big hoo-ha for the Australian Open. And he was just, you know, go home because you didn't. Uh, get a vaccine. That's well, right. guess what? Um, he can't even enter the United States.
0: Oh, that's interesting because didn't we just see a U-turn in, on Singapore's side mm. recently that even if you're not fully vaccinated now, you can enter Singapore. That's oh. been a change in policy I heard okay. overnight in the past
1: But apparently that's not the case for the US Open. So he's unable to enter the US state's border owing to his choice to be unvaccinated uh, against COVID-19. The Guardian is reporting this. I see in the Wall Street Journal, I see in the New York Times... And Djokovic said, Sadly, I will not be able to travel to New York this time for US Open. Thank you. Good yeah. luck to my fellow players. I'll keep in good shape and positive spirits and wait for an opportunity to compete again. Well, oh, he's really digging his, he's heels, digging his heels. heels in, isn't he? But it? I
0: think he's not been strident though saying why why he's against it. It's just he felt it's his personal choice right, not to get vaccinated and I think he's just bearing the repercussions of making that choice.
1: Yeah. Then what does this mean for his uh, rankings, his earnings? Yeah. Uh, and why does he still choose to not want to be vaccinated? I mean, he's come out. I mean, what are, what is his reasons? Are they rational?
0: Mm. I think this is the point. I think he did get COVID as well. Mm. So,
1: but we all know you can get COVID, again, course, you can and get again, COVID again and again and again sure, sure. and again and again, right? And the medical. Um, Basically, all medical advice and the science proves that if you are vaccinated, you're boosted. It's not that you can't get COVID, but your symptoms will be less severe. And it is a form of protecting the wider society against COVID. Mm. So maybe he does have medical reasons, legitimate ones, valid ones. But it's not being disclosed, though. I'm not in this article from The Guardian. Well,
0: I just want to turn our story, attention to another story, which actually struck me. An anti-ESG firm, Strive, plans for new ETFs. Now, we've talked a lot about sorry, all this. Sorry, these
1: sorry, anti
0: Anti-ESG firm, right? So because what does
1: it, go, does it um, invest in? weapons, coal, I mean like like, is there a specific mandate? So
0: this is very interesting right, this firm is called Strive and their goal is to generally vote against board members and proposals that advance social or political agendas unrelated to providing excellent products and services to customers
1: Oh okay, so they want to go back to what just it's all about Focus shareholder, back value. On the
0: shareholder value So this is very okay. interesting right Because
1: How big is their fund? Is it a, a gain traction?
0: Uh, they've, they're basically with these four new funds just last Two weeks, they've accumulated nearly about $250 million. Relatively small still, but it's got the backing of Peter Thiel and Bill Ackman.
1: Ah, why are these two uh, activists deciding Yeah, that you know, hey, not everything has to be ESG-friendly.
0: Correct. So there's this pushback again, you know, this is mm. really in contrast to what you hear from the big firms like BlackRock, right, mm. which have really pushed through the ESG funds. So there's this is counter response to that whole uh, move happening now in Maybe the United States. Maybe it's
1: also driven somewhat by the fact that there's accusations of greenwashing, right? That firms aren't legitimately actually being involved in ESG practices. And if you look at the mandates or uh, look at what they invest in, it's it's not true. true. It's not right. ESG friendly. I think there was a, the German asset management company that was accused, was it DWS? DWS, that's yeah. right, that's right. And even an X. Ex- chief cio was it from blackrock one of these big us firms said that you know it wasn't really the case so that, I, that 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 the uh, mandates said one thing but the practices were another
0: thing so, so i think practicing what you preach is one fundamental problem and this may be a a, a response to that but i think there's also this 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 one i think is an underlying concern is that everybody's just tilting too much to ESG mm. and like can we just refocus on the core mandates so that's why there's a lot of pushback on this of course I think many of us will have very differing views about this but I think there's one segment of the investor pool which is saying look all this whole trend is too trendy it's going to basically not focus on return on investments and I think this is one of the big challenges that I think many many investors are thinking about
1: Yeah, it's just that they're imagine. trying to manifest
0: that here in a proper fund
1: Okay, and then very quickly this is um, you know the, the state of the geopolitical situation in the world. Uh, Bloomberg is reporting that Japan sets to become one of the world's biggest defence spenders. Very
0: big change and yeah. departure from the past.
1: Well, their constitution doesn't actually allow them to have like an army. They have like private, they call it like security services, security forces, but not like a full-blown army, of course, after World War II. But now it looks like they're spending a lot of money um, and their self-defense force. That's exactly what it's called. 231,000 personnel, but looks like they're just going out there and buying hardware and also going to be spending more money on less visible items like pay rises, ammunition spenders parts and logistics.
0: you may have no choice if your neighbors are Russia and China
1: exactly. Um we'll be back after this message. so keep it here, bfm eighty nine point nine. And that was "Pale Shelter" by Tears for Fears. This is the morning run together with Philip C. I'm Wong Shaoning. Six fifty-one. Yay! It's a Friday, twenty-sixth of August. You can hear my, the relief in my voice because uh, it's been a very long week from a news perspective. Actually, lots of things to catch up on, lots of things to report to to all of y'all, but exciting nonetheless.
0: Yes, I mean, good time to rest. I think after a hectic week week ahead, but I think you know, no rest for the wicked because it's actually who are the wicked?
1: Are you talking about yourself?
0: Uh, well, I'm actually very busy. As I told you, right? I have a barista class, I've got concert to attend, I've got parents' teachers' meetings. But happening, w- happening. I'm a very happening person. But I tell you what, the politicians are also happening this weekend because there are four major political gatherings taking place this weekend along, really sparking GE15 bus, according to the Star Newspaper. So where are these four? And were you invited to the event? No, of course not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will nonetheless be reporting about it on Monday morning. So do tune in. Um, it, probably 7.45 you, you will hear about all these big four parties you
0: could be at UMNO at the PWTC you could be with Perikata National at the Malaysia Agro Exposition Park you could be at PKR at their convention or you could be at the party Berjasa Malaysia known as Himpuna National where Tunem will be invited to attend Ooh, I wonder which, whether I need to RSVP for any of the four
1: I think no you can continue with your barista, barista class, class your teachers <laughs> parent teachers meeting and I think your little excursion to the MPO will not be affected
0: phew I'm so happy
1: (laughs) but I want to know what is the intention of all this and what precipitated all these meetings was it just coincidence uh, that we had an outcome on Tuesday or were these meetings planned way 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 beforehand and is this signaling anything when it comes to general elections, right? That's that's what the Malaysian public want to know. I want to know.
0: The blowback on Sunday night will be very interesting to see what came out from all four meetings.
1: I'm sure there'll be drips and draps kind of leaked out uh, throughout the meetings. And I wonder whether they're closed doors, whether any section of media will be invited, or whether they will just allow everyone in. In the past, I'm no use to have pretty open meetings, actually. Uh, okay, so what else has caught your eye, Philip, other than the fact that we are... We're having all these meetings.
0: Well, the other thing that caught my eye also was, I think in the style, so a lot of discussion now about the lifting of face masks. Mm. Because we know in Singapore, they've lifted face masks, right? Even in indoor settings. So, of course, then questions are being raised. Oh, should we also do that in Malaysia? So questions being raised across the newspapers, whether or not we should follow Singapore's suit.
1: Well, I think we seek the advice of the Ministry of Health, the DG of Health, uh, World us. And by the way, KJ... Is in the Malay Mail. He has said that Malaysia to decide on the medical use of cannabis before year end. As if you follow his Instagram, which I do, uh, and on Twitter, of course, which I do. Actually, I follow all the politicians. You're not special, KJ. I do it to everyone. I have seen him in Thailand um, going around looking at different aspects of cannabis use from uh, a medical p- perspective.
0: I think it was good on a gardening trip.
1: I don't know. His timing is pretty good. I mean, he's kind of just left the country when all this while uh-huh. everything goes up in yeah, smoke yeah within the npm um, no party well, i wonder whether it was ti- whether it was just timing or what again <laughs> perhaps, mm, perhaps perhaps divine uh, divine, yeah, divine totally divine but he's going to decide on medical use of cannabis before year end so let will be watching this space now yeah. uh the singapore straits times let's let's refer to them contractor in malaysia's warship project allegedly misused funds opposition says um and because apparently they had used part of the government funds to buy everyday items such as cotton buds, mineral water, cleaning cloths and fans. Uh it's 9 billion.
0: 9 billion. I yes. mean I, how, I, how
1: much how much uh, cotton buds, mineral water, cleaning cloths and fans did you buy?
0: Yeah, I mean I, I wonder if it's Evian or Spritzer, right? That's the I think question. It's Fiji
1: water. Somebody Fiji was, water. somebody <laughs> was bathing in Fiji water. <laughs> Fiji
0: water. Right? You don't need mineral water to bathe yourself. Our water system is good enough.
1: Exactly. But I'm like, hmm. So I I guess we will be finding out more revelations because as we do know, Rafizi has been dripping it, has been leaking it out bit by bit. Uh, And it's interesting to find out who are the parties involved. Is this going to be the new 1MDB when it comes to GE15?
0: Well, that's a big question. I think Wong Chen, I think you, you had an interview with him uh, on Wednesday and I think that that's the style of Rafizi, right? Where he kind of slowly drips, I mm. think, are all these news coming through. Just also another point, uh, you know, as we saw pictures yesterday about Najib, I think, going for his 1MDB trial. In a grey suit and red
1: in tie. In a grey
0: suit and red tie. I think many question whether he was actually supposed to be in uh, prison garb, I think. That was a big question. Was mark, that? Right? But that's, okay. that was a, that's a question actually being posed uh, by the star on page four, right? That Najib's suit and ride was that Right. Oh,
1: okay. Good one, Star. (laughs) Uh, But uh, the other thing to bear in mind or the the other date to watch out for is the 1st of September when his wife, Datim Sri Rosma, is supposed to have the verdict for her trial with regards to CBT on uh, solar panels. I do believe a solar solar project. Yes. So we'll be watching that space. Of course, we'll be also reporting it out, reporting throughout the day on the station so do tune in Uh, but that's all the local news that we have for you up next Fluorescent Adolescent by Arctic Monkeys keep it here BFM 89.9 You have been listening to a podcast from BFM
0: 89.9 The Business Station For more stories of the same kind download the BFM app